0: Hey, it's your Black Zantine, back for another weekly wellness podcast for you. What up, what up, what up? (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully this is not too much for your Monday morning. Mm -hmm. We are usually this chipper. And bright. We are All really the time. excited. I don't right know now. why. I don't know. Like, you guys sound so fun on there. I'm like, you know, we just have a good time. We it. really do, though. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> you, you know what it is, though? I feel like because I really get enthused by these topics, I feel like yeah. this is stuff that people don't normally talk about on a regular basis, and that's why I get excited when we get to actually talk about them. Yeah, and if I you had know? heard this when I was going through some things, it would have been a big help. Girl, if so. I heard things in my 20s, <laughs> get out of here. So, for those that don't know what we do, mm-hmm. we are are a meditation-based organization Mm -hmm. dedicated to bringing positive material, being inclusive about our conversation about wellness and around meditation, and really just providing things each week that's going to make you better. Correct. You know, it is all designed to give people tools to create a life that they love to live, right? And a life that we love to live. Because a lot of what we talk about, we're experiencing it too, or we went through it, or we're trying to tell somebody so they don't trip over the same rock in the ground (laughs) right Right? it's it's all about like once you know better you have to do better but it's also like I think there's this other piece do better and then share right you have to tell other people can get it about going the hard way our combined experience we've gone through a lot of the hard ways absolutely we're trying to help you avoid those missteps right learn from my little hard head But it really is though, and I think I think so often we don't realize that when you've gotten through something or when you get over something, if you would just tell somebody else about that experience, how much time could you save them, how much money, how much heartache, how much pain, how much whatever, if you were just like, "Hey, actually, I went down that road and then." Can I give you the short story? <laughs> Can I tell you how the movie ends? Let me let me tell you how the story ends. So for those that want to get on board this progressive train of mm-hmm. growth, mm-hmm. we are at co. Questions? Info at co, or just to say hi. What's up? Love what mm-hmm. you're doing. We appreciate those. And thanks again. I said it last week, but mm-hmm. thank you again, all the people that leave us reviews and Post about us. We mm-hmm. really, really do appreciate it. The retweets. And you guys have been showing us a ton of love on social, on our, our Instagram, and our Twitter. Mm-hmm. So. We kind of got reignited after that. We did. We good did. You know, we've been cranking these out. (laughs) It was really nice to see that feedback. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to our community. It's it's, The love is felt and we appreciate it. And as always, we are always in the lab trying to make sure that we give you um, the best of the best and whatever's going to help you make your week fabulous. So this week, Stacey, what is our topic? This week is the best way to play your hand. Mm. So it's funny because for those that know us and have heard us, we are game people. No, I think it's, I think it's like, safe to say we're obsessed with games. <laughs> Cards. Game monopolies. Like, we have so many wellnesses. You know what it is? It's because in a game, we find life lessons. Yes. And that's what brought up this podcast topic today. Absolutely. Without fail. So... I'll let you say the quote. Yeah, there was, yeah, exactly. There was a quote that actually started us thinking about it. So there's a Robert Louis Stevenson quote. He's, you know, he wrote like the original, um, shoot. Did nobody read that? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, he's, (laughs) he's an old school author and, and he, he had a really great quote that I loved and I just thought it said so much about life. And he said, life is not a matter of holding good cards, but of playing a poor hand well, and it just the quote itself reminded me of a game Jasmine used to play. Yes, almost every Thanksgiving or every like holiday mm-hmm. when our cousins would come over. Yep, it's a, it's a game called Rich Man Poor Man. For you, those of you that don't know or have had the ex- traumatic experience of playing this game right. as a child, <laughs> right? You, it, you I just, think traumatic, it, is traumatic. is right. Traumatic right. You is learn right. very quickly how society works. Let me tell you how or how it goes. seems to work when you play in this game. Right? It, but I I do say there's a lot of similarities. That's another topic though. So, so I won't how the game is, all right, you, the person who is the current leader, the mm-hmm. current winner, gets the best three cards from the person at the bottom. Correct. The poor, the rich man, poor it's man. rich man, poor man. It's rich man, poor man. So, the rich man gets the best three cards of the poor man and gives his worst three cards to the poor guy. Exactly. I mean, am I explaining that right? That's right. Okay. It sounds messed up because it, it is, is messed, messed up. <laughs> like, the rich man gets to give away all of his bad cards. And get the best cards from the person who's already at the bottom of the pile. But at the bottom pile, may have three great ones. Guess what? You don't get to keep them. It doesn't matter. That goes to the rich guy. Exactly. Right. And then you have all the people in the middle playing the game. Mm-hmm. Right? Middle class. So the- we striving. <laughs> <laughs> so... What's so great about this game mm-hmm. is that sometimes you just have to play the cards that you are dealt and we and I'm sure that's a common phrase that's said over and over again but this but... isn't a really this is in a really real way because I I wrote about this in the wellness but I said you know for the longest time, I could never win at this game. Oh, Jazz was always the poor man, by the way, and I was always the rich one. I knew she would say I'm this. Like- I was like, what, how long is it going to take before I don't know you how, try to put I my face know, in the mud? I don't know how it happened. Oh, my gosh. But it just always the car just never seemed to tilt. I wonder, can you can you tell side-eye over <laughs> a podcast? If you could, you would see my very, very deep side-eye right in now. Am my lying though? So, anyway. So, anyway. All right. <laughs> what I realized, part of it was my mindset, right? Because... Every time that I ended up being the poor man, I was like, "Man, now I'm never gonna well, win." What's funny, well, it's funny. you always expected to be the poor man too. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. That was that was what you thought in your in your crazy mind. But here's the Am thing. My rich though. man mindset. Stop! I can't even. <laughs> I'm not gonna do this with you. But I will say that I think you know. Because I thought that I was stuck at the bottom, because I knew that I was going to get not only my crappy cards, but I was going to get your crappy cards as well, (laughs) I was already like, this is just not going to work. There's no way for me to win. The the cards are stacked against me. It is what it is. And the moment I started to win at that game was when I realized a few things. And this is what we wrote about in the Weekly Wellness Mm -hmm. this week. One of them was, I learned that even though I didn't have the best cards to play, I could be really strategic about my decisions. I could figure out small wins that I could make that would get me to at least not be poor man. True. Because once, you're, then once, out, you once you're in the middle, then I can like play mm-hmm. off of everybody else's hand and mm-hmm. then I can keep moving up. So I realized, okay, I have to be a little bit more strategic about how I play because my cards don't start at the top, right? That mm-hmm. was one. Two, it's a game of patience. I had to realize that it was going to take maybe more than one hand yeah. for me to get to the middle to then get to the top. Yeah. Right? And then the third, which I think is the most important, is that I realized just because I got poor man in that one round didn't mean that that was going to be my station forever. Yeah. I didn't let it get me down to the point where I was like, oh, well, this is wh- this is just where I play at. No, that's <laughs> not my level. No, 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 well, no, Okay, no. So, now so let's put that to life then. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I feel like we are all dealt a certain hand, whatever that hand. is, I think I think it's also about your decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Because your decisions, I mean, if we talk about, like, you know, this card game being like how you play at life, everybody has a hand, and you have a certain amount of cards that you're dealt, and some of them are good, and some of them are bad, and some of them are whatever, right? And then you figure out how to play your hand in the best way possible for where you are. Yeah. Right? That is your ability to make strategic decisions about what's in your hand. Yeah. And then each strategic decision you make, each choice you make, keeps getting you to a different and different and different place before you know it after a few hands, hand after hand after hand, if each choice is like solid and thoughtful and on point with what your goals are, eventually you start to see a difference in your circumstances and and you're no longer like at the bottom of that pile. And this was really the focal point of this week's wellness. Mm -hmm. You know, how do your decisions, over time, mm-hmm. main strategically building from the bottom to the top. Exactly. That's your wild right. card. That's your the wild, wild card, card are your choices. Yes. And here's the thing, you make all good choices, you won't be at the bottom for very long. Nope. It's impossible, really. It's, that's that's just not how the world works. Even with the crappy hand. Exactly. <laughs> even even with getting like the three the three worst cards from the person at the top and having to give away your three best, trust me. Choice after choice after choice, eventually you are no longer poor man it just doesn't work that way that's yeah. not how the game works i think and a lot of times i don't think that that's how life works i wonder how many people have played that game i know it's, it's, a, c- it's a crazy, crazy game. game it's uh, eye-opening it's, it's crazy we were young too playing that game we had no even then as a kid i remember you were like tell me right about this this, this doesn't make this don't sense. feel good how do i work well this was I was in your hands like you know well how, how do i get up right <laughs> And for me, it was like, how do I stay on top? Well, exactly. See? Because Cause we, had, cause we had to fight to stay on top, too. Exactly. And that also required good choices and continuous good strategic planning Absolutely. and decision-making to Absolutely. make sure I stayed in my station. Because right? there are plenty of people who were rich men oh, yeah. who ended up at the bottom. I sure did. They ended up poor. Right. couple and hands that, and, you know, hey, here's the thing. couple wrong cards for anybody. Exactly. can really turn fortunes around. So no matter what hand you get, and because you can't choose your hand, exactly, you got to play it well. You got to play the hand that you're dealt as best as possible in a way that keeps you right with you and is focused on where you're trying to be, right? Is in line with your goals, is not harming anybody else, is absolutely on the trajectory that you see for yourself. Like, that's that's how you win at that hand. That's how you win at that game. That's how you win at life. Well, there's another good point in that, too, which is you can't lament about the cards you have. Oh, they that just, was in one that, of the articles, actually. Yeah. It where was, was like, like, you can't, the, you cannot cry about the hand you're dealt. It is what it is. No. The dealer won't change them for you. <laughs> it is what it is. You have the cards you have. Yeah. but not, But also I that, mean, like, there is a point in everyone's life where we all get crappy cards. Yeah. Right? And maybe when you see somebody, they're doing really well. But, like, you don't know what their life was like ahead of time. They could have been poor man. They could have had saying? the crappiest cards for Right. And you don't know what's going to happen later. So I just I feel like at a certain point, we all get a hand that we're dealt where we're like, I can't do nothing with these cards. Well, see, and, and that brings up another point. When do you fold? Mm. When you say, you know what? No one folds. Oh, my God. Please don't do that. <laughs> No, i am <laughs> cringing right now listening to you sing yes i just think it's funny that sometimes there are conditions in yes. your hand that you can't even work with. no and let me tell you i've seen i've had a lot of hands where those conditions were people mm, relationships i never thought about that yeah bad job situations mm. sometimes you have to fold it and pick up so what would be an example of when to fold in your cards. Oh, interesting. Um, I Because here's say... the thing. You were telling people that you have to play with the hand you're dealt. Yeah. But when do you fold? Or do you mm-hmm. fold? Or do you just work with the hand you have? So you can't well, have it both ways. Child. You can't have it both ways. But also, this is where I feel like this is where you really have to have a meditative practice to know who you are. What is true for you? Because there are some people who are okay with playing a bad hand repeatedly. And there are some people who are like, after that third bad hand, like, nah, I'm going to get a new deck. I'm not doing (laughs) this, right? And you have to know which one you are. Or maybe it's, you know, putting one hand, one card back. Right, it's putting one card back and getting a new card. But whatever it is, everybody's at a different place and everybody has a different comfort level with change. So you really have to know what is good for you. And in the article that we included, which was uh, Life is a Game of Cards, he actually says sometimes... You have to take the L. <laughs> yeah. You just have to fold and wait for the next round. Oh, but that's fair. You know, and you're in that poor man's spot for a bit. Right. And realize that there will be another round. And then the next round is a new round. So the the point there what is what if it, you got all great cards next right. round and you get your top three, you still have all good cards left. Exactly. And he was saying, yeah. you know, sometimes if you take that that L mindset into the new round, you're now working with an mm. old mindset when you have a new set of cards. Mm. So it's like just understand that like there's a cycle to it. So even if you didn't get this one, there's another round coming. Got it. There's another round coming. I feel like we use a lot of metaphors. We do. Is this? <laughs> we do. But I just but... know this is resonating because I feel like this can get a little complicated. You know, like I feel like we see cards as a life lesson. Yeah. Right. But I'm also hearing, play your hand, no one to fold them. That's the thing, though. Part of playing your hand is knowing when to fold them. <laughs> that is to <laughs> walk away from the right? table. That, is, that is a strategic decision to say, you know what, actually, like, I have given everything I can in this relationship. This is where I'm going to fold my cards. I have to move on. So what are or other this examples? Is, or, or if you've, like, there's. I remember there was this one job. Um, I Actually, a friend of mine told me this story. She is a social worker, and um, she had another social worker that had just started. And the place wasn't necessarily the best run facility. And and this lady comes in. She was there for two days. And on the second day, she's like, this place is stealing my joy. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Kid you not. Two days? Two days. And she was like, this place is stealing my joy. I'm going to have to give my notice. Dang. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty gangster. That's. She was wow. like, no, my joy and my peace is worth more than coming in every For day. one more day. She reclaimed her time? She reclaimed her <laughs> time. In Maxine Waters, girl. We've been using that in conversation like it is going out of style. Yes. So, sorry she, that no, it will pop up. Thank you, thank you, Mother Maxine. She reclaimed her time. She said, not another minute. She said, Dang. this place is stealing my joy and I'm going to have to give my notice. And I thought, you that's, know what? That's a gangster way of As, car. That's like, a car. You know, but it's also a thoughtful. Yes, she, because she was she so knew. in tune with herself to know that if I stay here one more day, you're just not going to do right with my spirit. Exactly. Kind of thing. Like, I'm exactly. just not going to sit well with me. Granted, like not everyone has, it has the means to be able to be like, you know what, I'm going to walk away from this. Right? right. But I think what that does mean is... If you know that, that that situation has to fold, you start making plans for your exit. Yeah. Right? As soon if you're not in a position to be like, you know what, this is still my joy, I'm not gonna do this. I can't fold it right now. Right. But I will fold it mentally and already start looking for the next round. Correct. Right, next round next hand. Exactly, exactly. And <laughs> this one don't work. This one ain't yeah, working for that's me. Crazy. And and if I'm being really honest and, and vulnerable in this moment, I can say, you know, when it was time to leave the city I lived in for the longest time, I had to be honest with myself and say, this is as much as I want to put on the table for this experience. You guys, she clung to New York. She still claims to be a New Yorker, by the way. You've been there for 10 years. It's in my blood now at this point, yeah. But but I definitely feel like at a certain point, I had to be like, you know what, I have put all the chips I want to put on the table (laughs) for this this experience. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And at a certain point, if you're not winning, if it's not coming back a win, you got to say, Am I gonna still keep putting money on the table? Am I gonna still play this, play this card hand. game and yeah. play this hand, knowing that I'm not really getting what it is I need from this experience? I tell you, and it actually, it didn't feel like an L. I have to say, when it was a when it was a thoughtful choice, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like an L. It felt like, no, this is the exact right moment for me to leave. No, that was your social worker case. Oh, yeah. Was this like, was no, like, no, this mm, is still in my like, joy. No, yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go. Well here's, well, here's the other thing that I thought was important that we included in the wellness, which is that when it's not just about the intellectual uh, decision, it's also about being intuitive about what's right and what's not right for you and how yeah. intuition plays a huge part in how you play your hand. And the way to listen internally mm-hmm. is to have some type of awareness-based practice. Correct. I'm not even saying if it has to be meditation. Right. But if it's something like yoga or any kind of physical activity, something that's going to at least get your mind mm-hmm. off of your current hand when you're playing it. Correct. Because then you can see things clearly when you're from afar, right? Yes. And you need a little bit of distance. A little bit of distance. A little, little bit of distance. Because the experience with the social worker could have been a, a Dave Chappelle moment. A keep it a real moment. Oh, for sure. You know? Hers seemed thoughtful. No, hers was thoughtful. Hers was like, ah, no, this she, is not feeling right. Right. She right? Was, No, she was a great lady. She was a good social worker. She was like. This is still in my joy. Yeah. I'm gonna have to give you my notes. No, I'm keeping it a real. Moment for those that don't know, <laughs> right? <it's> like <laughs> somebody says something, and you're like, "I'm out." Right, and you pop I, off. And you pop off, right. and we don't care about the consequences. Yes, that is not what we are <laughs> is, talking we are, we are not advocating keeping it real moments yeah. if you are unhappy in your situation. Correct. There we is... are advocating being strategic about your choices. Correct. Playing the hand that you're dealt. Correct. And knowing when to say, this hand, I don't like this round. Right. And being able to move on from there and wait for the next deck. Correct. The next the next shuffle. The other thing I wanted to mention, and this actually goes to knowing when you're going to pop off versus it being a no one to fold a moment. I believe this was in the Fast Company article, the how successful people make decisions, and a part of it is that they recognize when their ability to make a good decision is vulnerable. Oh yes, you see I'm, what I'm saying. Actually, I really liked the article. I thought they mm-hmm. had a really good practical things to do, like everyday. Type of stuff, correct. You know? And this one was being able to say, you know what, I can't make a decision right now. Right. So I'm going to need some time, and I will get back to you exactly. But 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 thinking about it from the position of like when you make the best decisions is usually not when you're in a hurry. Yeah. It's usually not when you're angry. Yep. It's usually not when you're prideful. It's usually not when you're lonely. It's usually not when you're tired. It's not when you're inebriated. It's not when you're upset, right? There are all these other reasons where, like, a successful person and people who really are strategic about their decisions and their choices are like, you know what? I'm not in the best place to make a thoughtful decision right now, so I'm going to have to sleep on that. And here's the thing. I feel like taking that time, whether it's a day or a week or a month or a year, Mm -hmm. is worth it. Correct. If that's how long it takes. Correct. And that has a huge thing about being patient. That's something I'm learning myself. hmm Being mm-hmm. able to say, mm, I don't like where this is going. Right. Like, well wait, hold on. Be patient. You're not making decisions out of anger. Correct. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> or it's, frustration. Really, well, but, really, you have yeah. to, but you also have to be uh, aware enough of what's going on with you to know that you're not in the best place and you're in a vulnerable spot. So that it's not actually not the best time to make a decision. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like that's, that's where, you know, we always talk about meditation because that's something where that's a really easy thing to really check in with what is going on with you to decide whether or not you're in a good place or you need to hold off on making a decision. Mm -hmm. Because that's part of being strategic. That's part of playing your hand well is knowing when it's time to do something and when it's time to not do something. Got you know it. what I mean? So what's so funny after this wellness, I'm wondering if Jazz will be better at the game now. I you think know I'd what? Still win to be I don't football. play with her anymore because she ma- <laughs> <laughs> because she just makes me mad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The point is, in this week's wellness, it was all about really playing your wild card, which is your ability to make good decisions over and over Hand after hand, situation after situation, regardless of whether or not you got a good hand, a bad hand, a mediocre hand, whatever, mm-hmm. it's all in the way you play it. And the way you play it is about how strategic you are in your decisions. And being able to make good decisions is about really being honest about what your goals are and being clear enough in what you want and what you need and being intuitive enough to understand that so that that can match up with the decisions that you make. mm mm-hmm. And that's how that's how you get rid of, of a bad hand or learn how to play well with the hand that you have. I like that, Jazz. That's a good wrap-up. Mm-hmm. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Hope you learned something or gleaned something from this one. And you know what? For those who maybe don't know what they're talking about, if you read the article this week, it, it would, would make, make a, a lot, lot more, more sense. So. I would so, agree. <laughs> so definitely check out the articles this week. They are really great. Every article is so strong. They are. And if, yeah. if you did not get the wellness and you heard the podcast, but you want a copy of this wellness mm-hmm. so you can get the articles, email me at info and mm-hmm. I will get it to you. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a good one. It's one of those like game changer. Absolutely. Type of. Um, Absolutely. Type of lessons. If you, if you so. are in a transition right now, you need to read this wellness. Yeah. Yeah. So as always, we hope you have a wonderful week, fam, and we will talk to you again next Monday.